You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Richard Kuntz. I'm here with Cindy Jennings, and we're coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. Just like that canned voice said before I went on there, you can listen to us by going to the realpresenceradio.com website. You can also... Uh, download daily podcasts. You can submit prayer intentions. There's a whole bunch of things that you can do, and so uh, you can listen to us in other ways than just the radio. So, Cindy, how's yes. the show going so far? We're we're it's a half good. hour in. Oh, I thought Julian did wonderful. She did a good she's job. She's always good. Yeah. She she's really she's called me and talked me down off a cliff a couple times. Were you on the cliff? <laughs> a little bit. Really? A little bit. You know, and it's one of those things that you keep thinking about it, and you get really worked up. And then you start you assuming things, you and then you're like, she calls and she just takes it down, yeah, cuts it. She's really? good. She's really good. She's her experience as a teacher. I think that really, right, right, really shows her mm-hmm. love and her. Yeah, it's it's definitely we're. I mean, I mean, we're all. I, I use this all the time on the air. COVID fatigued. I am so sick and tired of COVID, and I'm sure you are too. The number one story always in the news. I'm kind of a news junkie. Is always about COVID. It's like I just. Just let's get out of this. Have you ever thought that might be a sign for you to stop watching TV? (laughs) Uh, I don't watch TV a lot. I'm a news junkie. But you're a news junkie. Maybe it's time to turn off the news. Well, I suppose. I mean, there's something to that. I mean... I think that there's something to that. I think it'd be actually a good idea to turn off the news. But I, I'm as not I going, get a I'm news not, update on my watch, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> not. I'm not going to turn off the news, though. I know you're not. Uh, well, um, uh, we started Advent, and uh, yes. uh, that's that's good, new, and exciting. And uh, there might be some questions coming up about Advent. You never know. We're in, uh, we're uh, shortly going to be inviting people to call in with questions. Pretty Advent candles in there. I like that setup, don't I do you? Too. Yeah. And, and that was my idea. It so took I, me a little bit to. Oh, it kind of just jumped out at me. I was like, "There they are." Yeah. So here at St. James uh, in Duluth, we have a brand new sanctuary, totally renovated. Just got finished about two weeks ago, and I didn't want a ratty old small Advent wreath that we've used for forty-five years here at St. James in this new sanctuary, and so the setup was just perfect. It was mm-hmm. just perfect for uh, a different way of doing the candles, which is actually the way I did it also at St. John's, my last parish, and Holy Rosary here <clears throat> in our diocese, our cathedral. It used to do it that way as well. So it's not really a wreath, but you see the four candles set up in a... In a Looks good yeah, on the wood. Yeah, I think so too. It's very pretty. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to start our straight talk segment here very shortly. Oh, there you go. How about that? What Talk about the timing. <laughs> so... I couldn't, before the break, I could not remember the name. I was having a little bit of a brain freeze. I couldn't remember the name of the segment, uh, but it is Straight Talk. I remember it now. So Straight Talk is your opportunity to call in with questions about anything in the world. I mean, not anything. I mean, I can't answer everything, but anything that you might have wanted to talk to a priest about or ask a theological question or just a question about what's going on in the world today. It doesn't have to be theological. It can be about anything that uh, that's on your mind that you've maybe always wanted to talk to a priest about. Uh, Straight Talk affords you the opportunity to do this anonymously. You don't have to, obviously, we're not going to see you. You don't even have to call it in. You can do it through our Facebook page as well, submit a question. But if you do want to call in with a question, you call 877-795-0122. That's 877-795-0122. You can be super anonymous about it if you want. 
you don't even have to be on there. You can just say, I'm going to call and I'm going to give the question and then it'll be written down for us. So you don't even have to be on the air. But any type of question, I'll do my best to answer it. If I don't know the answer, Cindy will cover for me. That's right. Especially the in-depth theological questions. Cindy's got a, a, a deep well of knowledge of those questions. I do, yes. And, and so, of, of those answers. If you feel like an answer's not a, a question's not answered, I am there as backup. Yeah, if I'm not answering it appropriately, if you're not happy with it, you just say the word and Cindy will clean up the mess. That's right. Unfortunately, I failed the co-host test when you forgot straight talk. I did not. Oh, yeah. You didn't, you didn't help me out <laughs> with that. I didn't come in on that. Yeah, I don't know Threw why. Threw me off. Sorry. So, I got to be a better co-host. Yeah, well, and so here's the other thing. So here's the other thing that I always say, and those that listen to you guys on a regular basis, that listen to me on a regular basis, know that I always throw out the challenge to the listeners. Don't we? We, we tend, although last month wasn't so bad, but we tend to get all of the questions in the last eight minutes of the segment or last five minutes. And so then we can't spend sufficient time with them because we're being rushed. Father's looking them up and so, that takes, yeah, <laughs> I'm right. just kidding. So for the first 20 minutes, we're sitting there trying to kill time, blah, blah, blah. We're trying to like, you know, entertain you and nobody's calling in with questions. And then all of a sudden, all the listeners get their, you know, courage up and then they throw all these questions in the last few minutes and we don't give them enough time. And so it's like clockwork. It happens every time. You real presence live listeners are predictable. Make it unpredictable by submitting your questions early by calling 877-795-0122 or submitting it on Facebook. And moms out there, especially locally, my moms, get on there. Are they listening? You're expected to to actually call in or... So in the moms group, we yeah. had we had, uh, um, uh, we had Cheryl last month talking about the moms group. Are, are your moms group, Do they are they regular listeners to you when you're on the air? A lot of them are, yes. I get text messages. Callie. Oh. Callie's always on. Callie, if you're out there, she can can't, use a question. She can't come up you with a good question. Me. Yeah. You, um, well, I don't know. Well, they can in a pinch. They oh, can text you. But yeah. These it's questions, be good, these questions to be. have to be actually approved by the higher ups, the people that get paid the big bucks. Mm. And so we, um, uh, we don't get the green light to answer a question until you've been screened. So some of you listeners, you know, I mean, we just have to screen you. Yeah, because we don't need to know who your favorite singer is or what your favorite color is. I don't, or... think, I don't think that's what they're doing. I but know, anyhow, call <laughs> 877-795-0122. Once again, Real Presence Live listeners, prove me wrong and have questions at the beginning of the segment. Otherwise, I'm going to have to dribble on with Cindy for a half hour talking nonsense until you come up with questions. Unless Cindy's got a question. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You know what I might do? I might just repeat that number over and over and over again until no, somebody finally calls. They'll just turn the station. That would annoy me. Don't do it. Well, it would annoy <laughs> it would annoy me too if nobody was calling in the calling segment. <laughs> They're gonna call in. You just wait. All right. Uh, so, how are things gonna be different for the advent? season here is it is there anything that's going to be really different as far as masses and you know just but no it's just normal yeah pretty normal that's good yeah i mean why did you think they're going to be different i don't know i here's my concern my concern is coming up at christmas mm -hmm. because you know i mean we have this capacity 200 well it's like 50 percent, 250 max and you know that first christmas eve mass that is crazy and so i don't know I don't know what's going to happen for Christmas Eve. I don't know if I might have to get ushers to like 
shut people off from coming in after we get a certain amount. You know, myself and a brother priest were talking not that long ago. We were saying, you know, it's like, should we add masses? We're, we're discussing it. No. Should we add masses? But he made a comment, which I actually kind of, a, you know, I actually kind of agree with. I wasn't thinking about it until he said it. He said, you know, a lot of these people come to mass only like once or twice a year. He said, they're probably looking for reasons not to come to mass. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, oh. he didn't probably want to make a judgment call, but, you know, there's something to be said for that. So are the Christmas and Easter people that we want to, we want them to come, you know, but... Are they going to be less apt to come? So are we really going to have the crazy oh, numbers true. like what we, like we're expecting? The fact is that nobody really knows. But you do know enough people that you could say, hey, why don't you go on this mass? Because we know this one's not going to be, you know, the, the morning mass. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I could I could say something to to the people that are regulars here. You know, try come to the mass that doesn't have the most amount of people because it's the first mass on Christmas Eve. That's crazy. All the other masses are kind of small in comparison and I, right, though, that's pretty much the same everywhere i've been anyhow so it's not i don't think it's unique just to this to this parish and things are kind of crazy right now so people are staying home i think more so they are because sunday wasn't as busy right we've been down a little bit lately but uh um uh yeah you're right because of the spike the new spike people are even more settled in. but we're still a month away from christmas or almost a month away so call 877-795-0122 Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or you can go on Facebook and you can submit a question that way. And um, I do think that we're going to have somebody on the line here. Somebody's on the line shortly, and we'll be talking to them shortly as well. So eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Yep. So we just had a really strange Thanksgiving because of COVID, and I think it's just going to continue with Christmas. It's like you know all these. You know, people have Thanksgiving traditions, but I think people have more of an important Christmas tradition. So I think it might be even more of a challenge in this COVID world to get through Christmas than it was to get through Thanksgiving. I think so. We, in Easter, last Easter, we were all stuck at home, of course. We did the, you go to whatever restaurant you want or whatever fast food chain you want, and we brought it home. That's how we did Easter. Really? And now my kids think that's how it should be every time they so call. So you didn't cook for at Easter? I didn't cook at Easter, no. Why not? But you know what? I cook all day, well, for two days, and then they don't eat much. They eat, like, one piece of turkey. And because one, they, because they, they don't like any of the f- oh. food. So you get a fast food? Well, I did l- so last they, year. But so now, they like the fast food more than you're cooking? They thought it was odd that they could go to, because it was just a weird year. We were right, in COVID right. and, and um, you know, Trump was doing those, going to different restaurants or different fast food restaurant oh, chains and okay. having the professional teams come over that won. So it was like, it, it was based off of that. So they call it Trump Easter, which oh, is probably not a good name for I, it. I've never, I've never heard that. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, I've yeah. He had like cheeseburgers and. Oh, okay. I think I He had like stuff it. from every oh, yeah, fast yeah, food yeah. chain. And that's what we did. We yeah, all split okay. up. My sister went you know a direction i went a direction and we met back at home with all this food and the kids thought that was the most amazing easter dinner ever. well it was certainly unique all so right maybe. We're, we're still waiting for our first call we're waiting for our first question as predicted like clockwork all your real presence live listeners are pretty predictable 877-795-0122 that's 877-795-0122 otherwise you're going to be stuck here with Cindy and I talking all which I think it might be entertaining I don't know some people might find it entertaining uh, but you can do that on the phone or you can also do it on our Facebook page so what do you do for Christmas same type of food or do you guys change it up I do a lot of work at Christmas 
Yeah, but that's you, what I do at Christmas is well, work. I know. You do work, but the Thank cooking, you. the people cooking, is it the same type of meal? Uh, I don't ever really pay attention, really. I mean, because because my life is so focused on what I do in the church on Christmas. Christmas is so different for priests than it is for other people. So when my family has their big get together, I'm busy, you know. And so uh, I haven't, I've not really been active in my Christmas family Christmas for over 20 years. Wow. You know, I mean, I as a priest get it at the end, you know, when everybody else has gone to the in-laws and I'm with my parents or the few people I can't. But anyhow, finally, we have a listener that's not on the phone. It's Gregory. What is the church's position on Medjugorje and how people can spread it? All right. Well, I mean, that's kind of, thanks, Greg, for, uh, Gregory, for the question. Uh, that's kind of a, um, a, that's not a constant necessarily because the church has not made uh, a formal proclamation on Medjugorje yet. And so, you know, th- traditionally what um, when it comes to like apparitions or alleged apparitions, it's the local ordinary that has the final say in it. And so... Again, my, my information might be a little bit dated, but I know that at least the first two bishops were against it. They said there's nothing happening here, nothing happening here. Uh, uh, a lot of people were still coming on uh, pilgrimage to Medjugorje. And so in essence, the Holy See, the Vatican, basically took it out of the purview of the bishops. And um, we have been waiting on the Holy See to make a formal statement on it. There have been times where the Holy See has said, there can't be any formal uh, um, uh, pilgrimages to Medjugorje, uh, and then I think I think Pope Francis not that long ago said, "Okay, you can have some," but uh, nothing has been. Uh, the church has not given a formal position on Medjugorje. I know that there's a lot of debate on both sides in regards to it. I would just caution listeners not to put a ton of you know I mean if you know a ton into it until you know the church has uh, has made the statement on it. You know I mean there's there's approved apparitions. Just a handful of them, uh, and you know. If, so, if apparitions is, is a, something that's uh, you know important to you or of interest to you, focus on the ones that are improved, uh, and and then and go to mass. You know, then then you get the Eucharist. You get truly Jesus Christ, and so uh, even more so than an apparition. And so, the church has not formally uh, made a proclamation on Medjugorje yet. But I thank you for the question, Gregory. You are our first bold listener that came in with a question. So you can call in with 877-795-0122. I think we've had somebody kind of waiting on the line for quite some time, but but oh, but we've had um, uh, but we're still waiting for the green light to give us permission to get on with uh, that caller. So it's 877-795-0122 or on our Facebook page. So we are looking for any type of question. You can ask a question in regards to anything to do with the church, anything to do with what's going on in the world, anything. All right. Claire, you Claire, you are from Holly, Minnesota, right? Yep. Claire, welcome. You are our first caller. I wish I had a prize to give you, but I don't. So uh, what's, your, what's your question, Claire? Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thanks. Um, I'm not sure exactly where this is in the Bible. There's a, I've heard it in a few different Gospels, but there's a one moment where Jesus explains to his apostles that he speaks to the people in parables so that they, um, um, lest they understand and be saved, mm-hmm. or something to that effect. Yeah. In one In one moment, he says, um, they may look and see, but not perceive hear and listen, but not understand, in order that they may not be converted and be forgiven. 
Yeah. What does that exactly mean? Yeah, right. There's, I mean, there are passages throughout the um, scriptures that can be very confusing and make you scratch your head. Uh, certainly one of them is the one you mentioned. So the, uh, and I can't remember the exact context. Like you said, we've got four different gospels and it kind of plays out differently in each of the gospels. But um, uh, somebody asks Jesus why he speaks in parables. And then he goes off on a, um, uh, basically a quote. He quotes uh, an Old Testament. Uh, I think it's from the prophet Isaiah. I think he quotes from the prophet, I, I could be wrong on Isaiah, about um, uh, about pe- teaching in parables. And uh, the prophet Isaiah taken out of context is very confusing. It's like, well, I'm teaching these parables. In essence, it seems like he's saying I'm teaching these parables so that people don't understand. But we know that that's not what Jesus really means. But he is mm-hmm. quoting an Old Testament prophecy about the teaching of parables. One way I've always looked at it is that um, uh, that. Jesus is telling his, and, he, and, and this plays out in, at least in one of the Gospels, where he's telling his um, uh, uh, apostles that he teaches in parables so that they may understand, so that they may teach. You know, who are the apostles? They're the ones that are, they're the ones that are sent out to proclaim the gospel and to teach. And so, in a way, it's foreshadowing the authority, the teaching authority of the church, that the church is truly the lone interpreter of Christ's teaching, whether that be in parables or anything else. And so I've always kind of looked at that that seemingly troubled um, uh, um, uh, quote that you make mention to, in which he's quoting from, I believe, the prophet Isaiah, is in essence to give the teaching authority, set up the teaching authority of those apostles who are the first bishops. And so it really, um, at least from my read on that section, it's like, or in that passage, is that this is setting up the uh, the teaching authority of the magisterial church. Does that make sense? Because if it doesn't, I don't have any other yeah, description think- <laughs> for you, Claire. All right, but it's a, it's a good question. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good sense. prodding. It's a good prodding question, because you know. And there's the other thing about the scriptures yeah. that sometimes we we get them um, uh, uh, things where we don't get the whole story. You know, it's like uh, there's obviously parts in the gospel where, like, um, I'm I'm not going to give an example, but we don't get we don't get the whole story. So it might be a little confusing. There's something else going on in the story that we're not necessarily privy to. Well, I, I will give you an example where. I think it's Andrew and Philip. I think it's, I can't remember. Uh, anyhow, where they are, Andrew's telling, I think, Philip say, well, I met the Messiah, I met the Messiah. And, and, uh, um, uh, and he says, well, I don't, I don't believe it. And, and then Jesus says to him, well, I saw you under the fig tree or something like that, one of the trees. And, and then Philip says, my, my, my Lord and my Savior. It's like, well, we're missing something. Just because he saw you under the fig tree, you don't call him God. You know, so there's something in the story that we're missing. And there's a few examples of that throughout the scriptures. Anyhow, I blab on and on. But Claire wins the prize, which is nothing, for the first call. And so thank you, Claire, very much for the for the question. Do you have any other questions, thank Claire? Um, all right. That's all for now. Okay. All right. Thanks. God bless, Claire. Thanks for listening. Thanks. All right. Call 877-795-0122. 877-795-0122. I wonder if my scripture professors in seminary would be proud of me with that, that answer. Good. Well, I, I don't I, know I if that's a, I don't know if that's the right answer. I think it is. Well, you made it sound really, really good. Well, uh, what's your favorite parable? Do you have a favorite? I don't think I got a favorite parable. Do you? Mm, I like the mustard seed. Okay, what about it? I just like the fact that how Christians look at, based on if it's a successful mustard seed, you know, on the sidewalk versus in good soil. Oh, well, that's not necessarily a mustard seed. That's mm-hmm. just seed. 
Yeah, so the mustard without. seed is when something s- starts really, really tiny and then right. grows it to be something really big. Right. right. That's what I'm saying. It has to have soil to do that, though. Otherwise yeah, but, it's but you're be mixing up your parables because one of the oh. parables is the sower who sows the seed. It doesn't necessarily say mustard seed. Oh, I assume. <sighs> Come on. What other seed is there? Just kidding. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Anyhow, we are still looking for questions. Uh, and uh, right now the line is open. The, I guarantee you, you will not get a busy signal if you call 877-795-0122. You know, I should tell my parishioners before I'm on the air to let them know to call in questions. Because I think that they, my own parishioners should be calling in these questions. I mean, you should. You should make an announcement. Yeah, because I'm just, you know, we're just sitting here trying to, like, kill time. So far, we've had Claire and Gregory, the the bold souls in our broad listening area. I'm messing up the mustard seed. And you're messing up the the parables. How about the one where the guy's paying people to work? And some of them are there in the morning and some come later, but he pays them the same. I like that one too. Why do you like that one? I like that because it's something I would do. I would pay them the exact same amount. And so I just feel like... That's very giving and caring, and people shouldn't question. So you, so you, the okay. So you like the parable because it reminds you of you. A little bit, yeah, because that's what I would do. <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> All right, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. You know, this is typical. You, you guys are predictable. This is the typical real presence live audience. Oh. Calling eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Although Claire and Gregory, they were bold. Uh, or you can call us on the Facebook page. Not call us on the Facebook page, but download on the Facebook page. It's funny because I'm getting some texts from people that I know about the show, but they're, like, afraid to call in. So it's like those of you that have texted me for, like, the last 10 minutes, why don't you call in at 877-795-0122? Or are you chicken? That would be my guess. <laughs> You're a little spunky today. 877-795-0122 or on our Facebook page. You guys have any uh, Advent traditions in the uh, Jennings household? Uh, we do not. We just, uh, unfortunately, I do have to admit that we have not found our Advent candle yet. And That's we've funny. already lit the first one. But we bought our Christmas tree. We're a little behind. We usually have our tree at a certain point, And so no. we go out and we get a real tree. Uh, and I haven't got all the decorations out, so that's what I'm going well, to do. Well, I'm, I'm I'm all in favor. Of that. I, I'm not. I'm like a Scrooge when it comes to Christmas. I don't like Christmas decorations early, and you know it's mm-hmm. with my upbringing, I suppose, because we're in Advent. We're not in Christmas. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, so I feel better when I think of it that way. So my mom is Jewish, <laughs> you know, and I think I've talked about this before. So what we would have growing up, you know, my 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 dad's Catholic, my mom's Jewish. Uh, as a compromise, my mom never grew up with a Christmas tree, obviously, and so. Uh, we didn't often get our Christmas tree up until like Christmas Eve day or the day before, and then it came down on Christmas Day night. So it was a fake one. No, we had we had we generally had a real. We got the cheap ones for like five bucks because nobody else was buying that late. Oh, and so we got the cheap funny. one, and uh, but that's because mom was Jewish, not because we were like cheap. You know, <laughs> she wanted to not have a Christmas tree because she doesn't believe in Jesus, and so I think that experience kind of uh, painted me, and I'm probably the least Christmas priest out there. It's like, you know, I mean, I just don't get... The only, the one thing I do like is I, I do like Christmas music, like the traditional Johnny Mathis and Bing Crosby. I love that stuff. But as far as decorating, I have no I have no interest in decorating my house or anything like that. Yeah, so last year I think you went on a trip. I did. And I can't remember when it... Was it when you went to it was Rome, over right? New Year's, yes. And a friend of mine... I had the key to your house. Yes, because to I check asked to check the mail house. and turn the lights on and off, and I should never have done that. And we went in and decorated the 
house. Yes, you did. We put up all kinds of decorations. Yes. Did you not like it? Did you appreciate it at all? Did uh, you find I it amusing at all? I appreciated the cleverness of it. <laughs> and and it's to my understanding, well, you call 877-795-0122, otherwise we're just going to drone on. So to my understanding is that the same parishioner has tried to get a key which I'm not giving to her, uh, to decorate my house again. And so my sister cleans my house. She's the person that cleans my house. And and um, uh, this other parishioner, uh, Nicole, has tried to get the key from my sister. And I told my sister, absolutely not. Oh, my gosh. And so um, I, I'm thinking that my house is foolproof this year from oh. Christmas decorating. So Christmas okay. decorating is great and stuff like that. But liturgically speaking, to bring this back to religion, is that liturgically speaking, I would say the 17th of December is the real day that if you want to get into Christmas, because liturgically, everything changes on the 17th of December. We we go from focusing on the prophecies about the coming of the Messiah to on the 17th, the readings and even the prayers focus on the actual coming. So the actual story in the Gospels are about the birth of Jesus starting on the 17th. Your oldest sister's name is that Bernie? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I, we're going to need that on December 17th. No, I don't key. want Christmas decorations. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, anyhow, so that would be like the most appropriate time to, to put up your Christmas decorations is on the, on, I'd say, on the 17th. Okay, well, maybe I'll wait then. But i got to find my Advent candle. No, I don't want them on the 17th. I don't it's want any Christmas. Oh, okay. All right. Me, me, me. 877-795-0122. I always tell people, now this is tongue-in-cheek. I don't want to scandalize everybody. But I always say, at Christmas time, your priest is Jewish. <laughs> That's just my thing. You know, I was, again, I mean, I'm very proud of my Jewish heritage. I love it. Uh, and uh, and because of my growing up, you know, Christmas decorations were not a thing. And I'm just that way. I like simplicity. I like the liturgical Christmas. Oh, Even okay. in my own church, I don't like a lot of Christmas decorations in the church. But we do it. We do it. All right. So um, we're coming towards the end. And like clockwork, we have a, a call coming in here shortly. Like I knew it. Now, Is it uh, one we, that you told we're not, we're No. We're not okay. ready yet. Uh, and so, to, so I'm not going to say her name. But uh, going to be here very shortly. Oh, she's not on the phone. Uh, as soon as we get the green light. But again, we're getting our questions right at the very end. Like I said, you would do. I'm not discouraging it. We want the questions. Uh, but 877-795-0122. We're getting close to the end of the segment. And we've been talking about I Christmas. this is and from Christmas the same place decorations. as Clara. Is it? Right? From, uh, oh yeah, Holly. Yeah. How about that? But we can't ask the question until it turns green. Oh, I know. So for those of you that are listening, we have a screen. And uh, the question gets in front of us for a short time and then it turns green. And that's our green light, so to speak, to actually ask and answer the question. So we've been uh, talking about Christmas and are we going to have Christmas question here? So this is Francesca from Holly again. I think there's courageous people in Holly. Oh, way to go. In the gospel this morning, what does Jesus mean when he says, only revealing to the childlike? Oh, yeah. So the the gospel was this prayer that Jesus is having. He's speaking to God the Father. And he um, basically says that you reveal these things only to the childlike and not to the wise and the learned. So the childlike are, you know, I mean, innocent, you know, without duplicity, as Jesus says, uh, you know, no, you know, he says it about Philip, is that um, childlike are people that are trusting and uh, uh, and not um, uh, cynical. Uh, but like, think of a little kid. Think, think of a, think of a, um, a first grader. They're always accepting, you know, and so, uh, they're not cynical. And so that's what the childlike is like, just being like a little child. So anyhow, thank you for those that have called in the questions. Thank you for those that have uh, have called while well, we had the one call. Uh, but um, uh, right after the break, we're going to have a very special guest, a good friend of mine, in reference to uh, an anniversary that we are um, um, uh, not celebrating, but expecting an anniversary that we're having in the Diocese of Duluth this year. But anyhow, after the break, Father Joe Serba.